Welcome to the Career Pro Inc. podcast. We're here with Ryan Kiefer. And as you say, Ryan, the K is not pronounced, right? The K is not sounded <laughs> All right, so we are with Ryan Kiefer. We're gonna talk about a couple of things today, but what's on your mind right now? Because I, I asked you to come in and, and talk about a few things that were on your mind around sports, around branding, a bunch of stuff. What's on your mind? And we'll get you introduced, but we wanna get right into the subject matter. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the biggest topic right now is kind of the off season for US soccer, but with uh, Charlotte getting the 30th and what sounds like might be the, the final bid for a while. Um, just the Raleigh's reaction to to not getting that bid and where where that leaves Raleigh as a city and community. In terms well, of there's impact about, I've always been curious about sports, it, its impact on a city. Before I moved down here, we were living in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, this is 20 plus years ago, many years ago, before a lot of the certainly before LeBron, certainly before even the Indians got the like new stadium. This is like ancient history, but the self-image of that city, it's still, I guess, bad with the Browns, was so low. And it's a sports city. There's a lot of people that come out of that. But I just, you know, coming down then to the triangle, it was just incredible how just everything was was about education, about sports. Um, there wasn't even the, the hurricanes back then in professional sports, but I think just even look at the hurricanes and their run to the playoffs and mm -hmm. not soccer, which is more of your passion. Uh, but hockey, it's just an incredible boon. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk to you because it, give us a little bit more of your background, you know, just in the websites you're running because your brand is pretty expansive. And, and just to give us a perspective on where you're coming from on this subject. Yeah, professionally I came, I have a journalism school degree from UNC, Chapel Hill. Um, never really used it in a full professional capacity. I mean, you're writing all the time, so I, you know it has an effect on that. But uh, in high school, I, ha I had a science teacher hand me a floppy, give me an idea how long this ago this was, and um, learn HTML and build on that. CSS, JavaScript, stuff like that. Um, and so I started building websites, started uh, my first professional thing. I was working for an e-commerce site doing design, web design, and then development found more and more that I like that side more than the design, but the aesthetic was always in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. So that's always been, even your full-time job, were you designing websites? or Because some of this you just do out of straight-up passion. Yeah, um, and some of it's straight-up passion. It's like how can what I do professionally, how can I give back to the things that I enjoy? How can I get immersed more in the things I do? So, Well, that's good from a career branding point of view and also a personal mission point of view, which we're about. But tell me about the sites that you're running now. So if someone's listening and they're, if they want to look it up, because yeah. you're just beyond passionate about what you do, like NASCAR, yeah. uh, soccer, but tell us a little bit about the ones you run. So the, the, the two big ones you touched on are, are about NASCAR and about soccer. Um, the NASCAR one's called ClosetNASCARFan.com. Um, that was started. I I didn't grow up with racing. I I'm from you know up north, and um, it was just rednecks making circles as far as I was concerned. Um, as I started dating my now wife, um, her parents are from Florida, outside of Daytona, and like my my mother-in-law was at the, at the first races there on Daytona Beach, and I started getting more into it. I used to race bicycles. And a lot of the, the tracks we were on were some of these, 
you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway and some of these little half mile and all that. Up north? Where up north? No, this was here. In, oh. This was post-college, before pre-kids, before I, you know, had, you know, when I had the time to train. Um, but we were on some of these minor league. Pre-health insurance for injuries? Yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> never had a big injury from racing, awesome. believe it or not. But um, I started to see uh, the technology side of NASCAR. Um, and my son was, at the time, like two or three years old and was starting to learn his numbers. And he started learning his numbers 0 through 99 through NASCAR. And um, we ended up uh, recording him on, and putting it on YouTube. And a Charlotte affiliate picked it up and had us come down to the, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And they did a whole piece on him wearing his numbers and just kind of that um, associate when we were going up they have like this uh, big circle when you first go into the Hall of Fame it has a bunch of cars they're getting ready to switch it out at the beginning of the year but um, he was just going through and that's you know the 24 Jeff Gordon and then the funniest was he's like and that's the number three that's Dale that's Junior's dad he didn't oh, say that's, Dale, that's Junior's dad so um, so that uh, opened the door for me with us being you know two hours from Charlotte we're in a great market Pretty close, you know, pretty yeah. close to Martinsville, Charlotte's Motor Speedway, a couple other tracks, and I just started covering the sport. Got press credentials at a couple of places and started meeting drivers and interviewing drivers and um, have a pretty big network there in terms of people I know in the industry. So that's pretty cool to to build a website, closet NASCAR fans, start covering the sport now. And I want to get back to that, but tell us about the soccer. Yeah, and the other one, this it's less than a year old. We're 11 months old. It's um, called CourageCountry.com, and it's to promote um, the NWSL uh, North Carolina Courage. They're two, two-time uh, champions back-to-back, and um, we've just, it's in, you know, north, in Raleigh's backyard. It's down in Cary, and it's amazing the number of people who come across, and we're like, we're going to see the Courage. Like, who's that, or what is that? And... I mean, there are, you know, a ton of girls on that team, women on that team that play for the national team, not just the U.S. team, but we had a Canadian national. There's a girl from Ireland, amazing people on and off the field, and they're just not getting exposed. So that was, I was really passionate about trying to, to promote them more, and we've gotten to know a lot of them, and just, they're just awesome people. So the, just the experience of that for you and your family and your fans, your fans for your site is probably pretty awesome because you didn't do it because you were made to do it at your job, you did it because you wanted to cover. But it, it really, doing something like this doesn't hurt you at your main career, like the main place you make money. I mean, no one's going, what are you doing on the side? I mean, not that they should be doing that, but don't you think it's it enhances you as a as a person and also an employee and and as a person as a part of this community because a lot of those organizations support causes and nonprofits and doing things in the community that are pretty awesome and you want to just put a light not only on their great play and their their championships but what they're also doing in the community which makes you probably a better worker and citizen wouldn't you think yeah absolutely I, I totally agree I mean every every place that I've worked has been supportive of it. It's never been a distraction. It, it just enhances um, your perspective of your community. And I mean, it's, you know, you're not, it's, they're good, good causes, good, you know, good people. You're not promoting something, 
you know, I'm not, I don't, I can't even think of what I would do. That would promote something <laughs> I can, think of, thing, but, I can think of some things I'm like, just <laughs> might not want to let your employer know too loud that you're, you know, promoting this online business that is in opposed to their business on yeah. Facebook or something. But yeah. it seems to be like a great compliment. I think sometimes people get gun shy about going out and discovering new things, but it's probably made you a better resource for whoever you've worked in. It with. is. Yeah. And it's something you're proud to talk, talk about. And, you know, in conversation, it comes up and it's amazing that people are, are surprised that you can do so much with, I mean, relatively little, you know, put in both in time and money. Yeah, but you, you've taken some of your off time and done it, and I'm sure it's been great for your family. Let's, let's, we're going to go jump back, but let's jump ahead a little bit because we want to talk about this new franchise that Charlotte's gotten. I know that was a disappointment to Raleigh and to you. Uh, David Tepper, who owns the, the Panthers, is put big money into this MLS team. What's going to be the impact for Charlotte that's positive? And, and maybe if you need a little axe to grind here, you get it, you get to. Yeah, I, I mean, Tepper, he, he has the resources, both financially and they've already got the stadium. Um, the, you know, the, the Panthers Stadium, uh, Bank of America, is it's a great venue. They recently had a U.S. women's uh, friendly, friendly as part of their victory tour after the, the World Cup, and they filled the thing. And people were coming from all over the place, Raleigh. South Carolina, Tennessee—I mean, all over the place. Nice. So uh, I think that that was pretty eye-opening to the town about where soccer, how big soccer is getting. Um, It's—I mean, it's going to be nothing but positive. And right now, the um, Charlotte has a team. It's kind of in the suburbs, in up in Matthews, and um, it's in the USL, which in their you know rivals with with North Carolina Football Club, the men's team, um, but. I mean, the downside is that that club is probably going to go away. The upside is, I mean, there's no, there's just not enough room for two two clubs. MLS is what you want to put your time, money, and effort behind, and it's downtown. I mean, everything with what Raleigh's looking at too, they want downtown MLS. Every franchise they've added is all about having a downtown stadium that becomes the hub, not just for for MLS, but for the businesses around it, building up that area. Um, and just having a venue that can also be used for other things, concerts, you know, big company gatherings, stuff like that. Um, and this is just another way that Tepper can help fill Bank of America and start to bring in more of that and open other people's eyes up to Charlotte as a, as a you know, a, a hit place. <laughs> well, so what are we going to do? Because I know you would have loved it right in your backyard uh, here in Raleigh, and I'm sure we were close to getting it. You know, he's got the deep pockets to do it. Do we need a bullet train to go out there? What do, what do we need to do to stay encouraged and get excited about soccer? You're still going to be, you're still pro soccer. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the, the kudos to the North Carolina Football Club and Steve Malik, the owner of both the men and women's clubs. For he's, sure. He's been super positive. He's, he's really from the, they used to be called the Railhawks, and now they're NCFC. And they've organized the youth program under that. Um, he's done nothing but promote Raleigh and promote Raleigh as a, as a, a place for innovation for and for sport. And did um, he just sell out of like part of his company to put his Mid-fusion. time and effort in it? Yep. Yeah, he wanted to be more liquid. And I think the biggest takeaway that he's come out and said, you know, congrats to Charlotte. They're a different market. Um, but the so they're look, still looking at doing the stadium downtown. Mm. That's still going to happen. 
it's wow. going to be an upgrade for, for both the men and women's team. We're not going to lose the North Carolina Football Club. The courage, you know, they have back-to-back. They deserve better. Charlotte is a great pitch, and we've gone to some away games for both teams. And we have good good pitch, but having something downtown to really both build up that southern part of Raleigh, but also just to give these players the, you know, the facilities they deserve, it's going to be huge. So you're still seeing it really going to be growing here. You think soccer can grow here. I've, yep. heard, I've heard people on some of the sports radio suggest that, no way, and we never talk about soccer. And I just thought, man, I'm telling you, it, like, I don't want to say it's a cult sport, but people that are into it are way into it. And I wouldn't underestimate its, its ability here. What do you think? Do you yeah. think they're right, or do you think it's, it's going to keep growing? I think it's going to keep growing in this area. We have the number one, number two, depending on the statistics you'll get, but between us and San Diego for youth programs. Mm-hmm. So we have this huge feeder system um, and this built-in audience. And I think it, the NCFC, North Carolina Football Club, and the Courage do a lot with a little in terms of marketing, terms of outreach and all that but they have players come out to these kids practices they have um, discounted tickets for for the coaches and their teams Mm -hmm. and I think that that's just going to keep building and both I mean the women obviously just came off of back-to-back championships the men made it to the to the playoffs this year so I think it's they're both great they're great well that's really good to see and of course the university programs of course with North Carolina still in the women's side leading and and the ACC's unreal in soccer and and sports. That would sure be nice to see that continue to grow in the city. I can't see that. I just don't see the downside of having that here. Um, what's personally, from your point of view, what's so great about soccer? You know, because we're all we got every a lot to choose from in the triangle, and you know we're sports crazy in this country for sure, and especially here in this part of North Carolina. I know that from my you know my kids' sports. But what's great about soccer? Why did what got you? clicked onto it like you got you hooked on NASCAR my kids are, are what got me hooked into soccer I mean I played as really young but you know it wasn't something I played football in high school and I, you know I ran and stuff but I was not big into soccer until my kids were and I had to learn the game because they were involved in it and they've they're both really good and um, part of learning was starting to go to go to games and it's part been part of their learning experience too I've seen them emulate things in a good way what they're seeing on field you know um, ball control shielding the ball things that there's that a coach can tell you all day but actually being able to go and see these players men and women doing these great you know great moves you know just having control of the ball looking downfield all that that's been the 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 biggest thing for me so um, the other thing is just the amount of action I mean it's it's nonstop, and you know a lot of naysayers will say, "Well, the game was it's not enough scoring." Yeah, but man, I mean, it's a re- there's a reason that it's the biggest sport in the world. Um, just because I think there's also some people that because it wasn't made in America, it's not necessarily the thing that we should be behind. We should be pulling for American football or basketball. But right. I mean, there's room for everything, and I mean, part of it is. We have sports all year round between the Hurricanes, you know, North Carolina Football Club, and the Courage. There and 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 then obviously I'm a Tar Heel, so it's been kind of painful with basketball this year. But you know, hey, everybody's everybody's hurting, and there are different sports at different schools right here. We have what do we have? Twenty plus universities, yeah. and you know, states had a down year in 
football and you know but up here in some of the other sports and and Duke's always up there and you know basketball down here and we were spoiled to be honest with we are. you know and we some are. of the even some of the smaller schools uh, that are around here that uh, you know do well or have little championships or or in the NCAA and you know in North Carolina look at App State in football what yep. they've done yep. I mean it's crazy so again I think we're spoiled but you really that's that's the passion came out of the the kids and yes if you get up close to a game it is truly unreal like I even went down to to brag to work with some veterans groups and I saw an indoor game with some of the athletes that are in the military and I thought this is tougher than like a lot of the sports I've been around just the level of physicality and the brilliance of the moves and not you know the ability to bulk like you were saying ball control and body control and so on so yeah I have a much deeper appreciation of it uh, than I ever have and I'd love to see the sport grow in this area yep. it's just so great so what do you uh, and then go let's just quickly go back to NASCAR and start wrapping up a little bit but sure. um, what what's going to happen with NASCAR? You got Jimmy Johnson kind of winding down his career. You know, I was I, I've been a I'm really a fan of a bunch of them. Uh, I had a cool picture I took with Brad Keselowski downtown when they were pr promoting. I think one of the spring races. You know, I had my sunglasses on. He did. I was like, look, one of <laughs> one of these two people is a <laughs> is a superstar NASCAR champion. Is that when they shut down Fayetteville Street? Yeah, yeah, I was there too. Yeah, yeah I was I just I was on there. He was like, yeah, they, you know, you get to know some of these people. I think in sports as a person, and they're just a lot of them that really know that they're be, they're blessed to be in the sport are so nice and willing to give back. And yeah. you know, I don't want to pick one person out of out of any of those sports, but. Like when I was mentioning, I was down at Bragg, and um, there were three NASCAR guys. It wasn't big press that were just were going to be there the next day. Everyone was kind of excited, and we were at the military transition place near uh, Womack Hospital, where some of the injured men and women were. And these guys were just going down there to spend a day with them. I mean, just the stuff in the up, you know, the hurricanes. I just saw one of their games showed them walking around the hospital, giving kids toys and hanging out. So I think there's so much good. Of course, Cam Newton does great stuff. But tell me a little bit more about NASCAR. Why, why you think that's still going to roll forward and go? Because I, I do love that sport. And like you, I, I, I thought of it just almost disparagingly. Like, what is this? Until yeah. my girlfriend in high school, okay, her dad was a car dealer and would bring me to sprint races and to, and to some IndyCar races. Okay. And I got to see, like, the unbelievable amount of technology and what goes into it. So I kind of, like, that got me jazzed about it. And then when I came down here, again, it's just an unbelievably crazy and interesting sport that... A lot of that technology and a lot of the technologies are built. I know people that are working at companies in Charlotte and other in the defense sector that have fed into NASCAR. Yeah. That have and even there's you know t things at NC State that I know about. They've both NASCAR and in sports uniforms and textiles and I mean just the sheer amount of technology transfer and even jobs that might be associated with that sport in this state is yeah. unreal. What's your perspective on NASCAR and then? Let's start wrapping up. Yeah, uh, just real quick on Brad Keselowski. He's a, a big one to, to bring up that kind of circles back to, to what you do. He, in interviews, always uses people's names. So he's like, so John. <laughs> I, you know, should you, great, I should do that more. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, just 
he connects with people, even if it's on a superficial, you know, human natures you want to connect and mm -hmm. you want to have something between them. Yeah. So he, he does a really good job of that. I noticed that from the beginning that every reporter he talks to, every interview he does. Um, and the other thing is NASCAR is a sport, like any sport, it's better in person. There's nothing like being at Martinsville or Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Roval. There's nothing like the sights and the sounds and the smells. I mean, the fuel, the rubber. <laughs> There's just something about being there. Yeah. Same with soccer. Same with football. Nothing's better than the live. You can, you know, enjoy it on TV, but it's not the same. The crowd, everything. Um, NASCAR, like a lot of pro sports, is kind of in a, in a you know, uh, attendance is down. Um, TV contracts getting ready to renew. NASCAR just lost um, Monster as the entitlement sponsor. They're going to more of a generic name for the the um, uh, entitlement sponsor. And um, in general, spon it, it's, it's an expensive sport. There's no sport that's more expensive. Hmm. I mean, the little teams are, are you know huge just in the budgets they have, and it's nothing compared to your, like your Hendricks and your Penske's. Um, they're at a crossroads. I mean, it used to be you had one sponsor for the whole year. Now you have a different car for everything. The the other big thing with J Jimmy Johnson leaving, I mean, up until last year he was, had lows on his car every every race, you know. And then this year it was Ally on almost all of them. Um, other than a couple at, at Joe Gibbs Racing, it's a different sponsor every race. Sometimes the car split in half with different sponsors. So the business of NASCAR is changing. It is for sure. It's a lot of B two B. Um, a lot less than in like the 80s and the heyday in the 90s of, of consumer products. You're not going to see a, a tied car except, you know, maybe for a throwback weekend right. or for some one-off thing. Yeah. Um, so they've got to figure out ways to, they've been kind of chasing. The rules have changed a lot. Every year there's some new rule package. Um, they're talking about having some kind of electrified hybrid thing in, in the next couple of years. Whoa. They're, they've, they're in a delicate balance. They're trying to, they're, I, it's crass, but some of their fan base is starting to die off, die off, and they're trying to chase these younger audiences, and they're they're struggling with that. Um, but that's going to happen to a lot of companies. It's going to happen to you know a lot of sports teams. So um, I think that they almost need to just press pause for a little bit. Let's let's have a couple years where the rules don't change. Driver is going to change. Um, it's one of the, you know, I can pull for the Tar Heels for the rest of my life. Teams are going to, the people are going to change, but they're always going to have a basketball team. But, I mean, if you hook yourself to one driver, NASCAR has to figure out ways, and, and NASCAR's team need to figure out ways to make you a fan of the sport rather than latching on to just a driver. Got it. Because, you know, when Jimmy leaves, I mean, that's my older son's favorite driver. Who's going to pull for? He's kind of this weird thing. My, my wife loved Jeff Gordon. You yep. know, she, you know, she hooked on to Harvick, but I mean, he's not Har Kevin Harvick's not, you know, but a couple years away from retirement. Right. Well, things are going to change, but I think getting involved and even building out your personal brand like you've done is really kind of kind of cool. I'd love to yeah. check in with you again on this subject and and uh, about your perspective on how it impacts the economy, certainly. But I think it can do nothing but raise kind of the self-image of communities. It's good for the pros in these sports where we perceive they're 100 miles off, you know, to be really involved in the communities that they're in. And I think that's just, that is nothing but good. Uh, and, you know, the hurricanes, too, really have given a, a path to this. Youth, youth hockey growth here has probably been the tops in the 
I know a lot of my friends in hockey kind of came out of that a little bit. My brother played and so on, but you know, up till Division One. But the but I've I saw that was that's been a vacuum. We've had some uh, young guys here get into not only juniors but into NHL systems and and so on. Uh, just that kind of came out of this area because right. youth hockey is so unbelievably strong here. Yeah. So if that keeps growing, you know, that's you're not going to do sports forever. But I'm sure I, I know there's a very clear path to if you're able to be disciplined in a sport or be a part of it whether you're admin or a journalist or even if you don't top the scales athletically I, I think it just makes sometimes for better employees better self-disciplined people I just don't see the I see the downside you know with things like concussions or injuries or, or you know overemphasizing something like that but in general it's been good for me i think it's been a super positive for so many people to have that discipline and then use it in other parts of their life absolutely because we've had a lot of professional athletes in here not just dozens and dozens all the time but it, you know although sometimes they've got a few nicks and bruises generally that you know it's provided them a basis that they've used to build out their success in other areas nonprofits and business and so on so anyway ryan had last word here on on your perspective and, and, may, and a reminder again how people kind of participate in the conversation that you've created online. Sure. I mean, um, in terms of athletics, it, you think all but those top tier athletes, they're always going to have another career after the fact. Athletics and, and sport in general are nothing but good, you know, physically fitness, but then, I mean, just leadership being able to work in a team, every company out there, those are the things that you want. We no had a meeting this week, that's all we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then in, in terms of, of me, yeah, I mean, I'm just um, actually leaving from here and having a meeting for Courage Country. Um, we, It's definitely a passion project. It's, it's not making any kind of money. Um, but we've got four people involved. One happens to be my wife, but the other's you know a former coworker, and then another's somebody that was on the second floor of another building, who um, like me, you know, coached coached his sons, and ended up after his son got to the point where he had a professional coach, you know, a paid coach, instead of trying to coach from that sideline, you know, the parent sideline get in trouble, he started shooting photography. So he's coming on board to to partner with us, and so we're going to have some action shots. Um, so yeah, couragecountry.com is is where I cover everything about the NWSL and specifically the North Carolina Courage. Uh, ClosetNASCARFan.com uh, is where I, I cover NASCAR. Just talked about Dale Jr. Um, and uh, he's curating the Victory Road. At, uh, I think that's what it's called. The the cars at the beginning of, of Closet NASCAR Fan. All right, excuse me. At, 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 uh, uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. He'll be working for you soon. Don't worry about that it. That would be great. He, he's great. He's he's the <laughs> he's most fantastic. genuine person. Totally down to earth. Yeah, Amazing if, guy. He had a like little radio show podcast. He's got a quirky sense of humor, man. I love it. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, a lot of those guys are really great. Well, Ryan Kiefer, thanks for coming in. Your perspective. Keep up the good work. And looks like uh, we'll be uh, even closer knit to, to what you're looking at here in both North Carolina and beyond. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me.